When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turetko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are in what is the aftermath of one of the greatest tournaments that we've had all year long. It was the Rome Masters. It ended with Rafael Nadal uh, winning a 10th Rome title, JG. What an epic week we had. A decimal. Yeah, exactly right, mate. I'll let you speak the uh, Italian. So <laughs> I'm not going to try. Uh, Spanish. Try and, well... All right, I'll let you speak the Spanish then, mate. <laughs> no, not going to compare. We're in Rome, so I thought you might be speaking a bit of uh, Italian. I know it's your forte. Nah, it's but, all good. And, and like you were saying, Rafael Nadal, the victor in Rome. How impressive. That's number 10. And it just goes nicely with all the other titles he's won recently. Obviously, Monte Carlo, yeah. Barcelona, Roland Garros. All of these, he's, he's reached this landmark. Now he has in Rome. It is just amazing. The final lived up to the bill. It was Novak Djokovic, the other end of the court. And they both had some tough draws to get there. You're going to have so many questions saying, what does this now, what does this mean for the next gen? Are they good enough? Uh, Why are we still seeing these big three in finals yet again? Mm -hmm. And Djokovic come out quite funnily after the match and saying, we are the next gen. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I saw (laughs) that. That's quite funny. which, Which I liked, I must admit. But, for me, it does highlight the fact that the next gen are so close. And I don't yeah. even I don't want to even use that phrase. I don't even like it that much. I think there's so many just just tennis players on tour who are competing with them right now. You look at Sitapas, so close. Karapsev, yeah. he can do it as well. Sinner, he can do it. Zverev, team, all of them. There's so many of them. I think it's incredible. Uh, yeah. The battles which you Sanego even. There is a lot yeah. of tennis players right now who are there. I think you can probably put 
maybe 20 of them who are Rublev, top yeah, quality players who are now challenging the big guys. Rafa's yeah. not had it easy, and I think this is still going to be his toughest role on Garros. Um, oh, but sure. yeah, it's not. It's no foregone conclusion he wins this one and takes it. To, takes it to twenty-one Grand Slams. But before we talk about that, let's focus on the final itself. Yeah, um, I know you've got the screen there, so I'll just share it, and you Indeed. can see went three sets. It was an epic two hours fifty minutes there. I think the official time was two forty-nine, so one minute oh. fast on there. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I, mate, and for me, it was so it was a remarkable. It's the fifty seventh meeting between the two. Fifty seven is my lucky number. Rafael yep. Nadal is my favorite player, and he got the job done. You can see they've moved him birthday. now on flash on my birthday as well, and they've moved him <laughs> down a spot now to number three in the world, which is a bit uh, disappointing. But he still right. overcome Djokovic, and the battle was intense. You can see there from the how long each set was. You got one hour fifteen, forty four, yep. fifty one. They were all battles. Even the even the breadstick. That is a yeah. long breadstick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what we were saying. There was even people talking during that final, saying about the bagel in the final in Roland Garros when they last played was forty five minutes. So yeah. for a six love, forty five minutes, and this one a six one, forty four minutes. You just know that it's never going to be short rallies. There's always going to be an epic, a long rallying set and. It just Rafa just got the better of him on a couple of uh, service games and was able to break him in that uh, Roland Garros one. And it was the opposite in that second set. Djokovic, he took the initiative, managed to just get the break when it mattered and sort of ran away with that second set in the end. I thought he looked good, Djokovic. Yeah. People might, might jump on his back for losing. Ultimately, he was saying he wasn't tired at all, but I think there was a little element of fatigue. He played two matches the day before. Exactly. Against Sitipas and Sanego, who are ridiculously good clay court players who went toe for toe for him. So yep. I don't care what Djokovic says. He was definitely tired to a level. Um, and I think it's not really fair on him. The scheduling kind of kind of messed him up slightly. But I don't Rain. want to take anything away from Rafa. I thought Rafa was awesome. He still yep. had some tough matches to get through. The Shapovalov one, you could say he was a bit lucky to really to get through that one in the end. Yeah. He tested Very. him right to the to the death. Uh, Apelka didn't really put much of a test, but he had some other big ones in there before that. Um, yeah, Sinner as well, don't forget. Sinner. Even though it was only two sets, it was well over two hours as well, that one. Uh, Sinner breaking his serve on a few occasions. Definitely a test, and Sinner shows up when he plays Rafa. And Rafa's really in a match when he's playing that youngster. I think it's a good... I know that we hate it when they meet each other, but Sinner going out, always in good fashion against Rafa. It's never just a one-sided whipping uh, for yeah. Yannick Sinner on the receiving end. I think he did great again, and I look forward to seeing Sinner in another clay court. I hope uh, he doesn't draw him too early in the French Open, because we saw how yeah. well he played against him in the last French Open. It was one of the best performances out of anybody who played against him. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. And I think he could have a good run. Hopefully he doesn't get, have too much of a tough draw. We've seen what he's got recently. We have Karatsev mm. first round in Lyon. He yes. seems to be struggling with the draws recently. What did he do? Djokovic in Monte Carlo as well. I know. So um, hopefully he's going to get some better draws. The one disappointment for me in Rome was Nadal didn't draw uh, Karatsev because Karatsev went out. Um, he had one job, Karatsev, and he couldn't get it done, which <laughs> yeah, is annoying. Opelka, though, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, it's just... Opelka was playing well, though. He was serving well all the way up until he faced Rafa for the first time in his career and fell apart. The first serve didn't go in. 
it was just disappointing, really. And it just took one break of Sir Percet and Rafa was done with it. It was at a canter. But it was no such like formalities when he got to the final. In the final, he was well and truly tested. It yeah. wasn't a one-sided affair like some people thought it might be. People thought Djokovic was going to be tired yeah. and going to be not putting up much of a fight. Or Oh, no, he definitely I, did. I thought Djokovic was brilliant. It, it showed for me... A lot of resilience, and I saw it showed that he's able to now play at the very top. We obviously know that, um, but it's good to finally see him hitting some form because it's been questioned a lot. I think Dan Evans and a few of the other matches he's played recently in Monte Carlo and even in Belgrade, really slightly flat. He started Rome pretty flat too, if I'm honest, yeah. and just got better and better as the tournament uh, progressed. I think he kind of peaked around the around the weekend. Sitipas and Sonego, he really peaked. And he well, was just out unplayable. I feel yeah. it was just some breathtaking tennis. It really was. As a big Rafa fan, I could only sit there and watch Djokovic in, in awe, to be honest. Yeah. He was um, I need to watch the highlights. I've not had a chance with everything <laughs> yeah. gone on my birthday and everything. And so many matches coming thick and fast. And we had Federer back and all these other things. So I've not had a chance to watch many highlights, but I promise you I will because some of the tennis we've seen recently. I feel like it needs to be watched more than once. Oh, definitely. I just think it's crazy. Like you said, how he started the week, it, it wasn't that impressive. He had Taylor Fritz again, didn't he? Taylor Fritz caused him some problems again. And you thought, oh, no, Djokovic isn't on his game. Then he absolutely cleaned the floor with Davidovic for Fakina, 6-2, 6-1. And I like then, that, clean the floor, because Fakina's yeah. already on the floor. <laughs> well, you don't even have to put him on the floor. He's already there. He's just rolling around. I <laughs> don't know what he's up to. He cleans God. it by rolling around on it. <laughs> well, Rafa, he's doing a good job in that final after that trip as well, wasn't he? Well, uh, I don't want to talk just, about that because it winds me up. I could actually just, have a rant. I could have a rant oh, about the Lions because that is just unacceptable for yeah, yeah. not only a final between Nadal and Djokovic, but any match. If that was in the ITF, I'd be upset. You need to make sure uh, the one job you have is to ensure that the, the tournament is played in a safe environment and it's fair. Yeah. They, they made I, it fair, but they didn't make it safe. No, I, that was the one thing that I didn't even realise before that tournament began is that the lines were nailed down. I didn't realise that. No. I, I, that was new to, news to me on seeing Rafa Nadal's shoe get caught in the line. Yeah, and don't quote flying. me, but I think they used to do it at French Open, but now they paint them. But Yeah, sure I mean, that's surely that's safer to paint in the lines. Nailing them in, there's always going to be room for this to happen. You saw Rafa's reaction after it happened. We couldn't work out what happened because he hit a winner, didn't he? Hit the yeah. winner, took the tumble, rolled off. It was all so dramatic. We just thought, I thought oh, he, he was getting celebrate? pumped over a big point. <laughs> no. And then I realised it wasn't that, but it got me up for it. And I think yeah. after that, it got him going a little bit. And he had a good, um, what was it, first set, was it saying? I think he had a good yeah. rest of the first set, ended up winning it. Second set, Djokovic grew into it um, and looked a lot better. But I just want to give some Rafa stats now. Just a Rafa his moment. You know, if we've got a title like this, I am going to take my opportunity. As soon as you told <laughs> me we were doing a podcast about that La Decima in Rome for Rafa, I had to just give, give you some stats for it. So now for Rafa, the Spaniards now collected his 88th career title which is just ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Is he going to make 100 titles? Well, he needs to try and... Well, he has a chance of maybe getting to the top if he really, really pushes it. Is he? Got, is it Jimmy Connors, I think, is at the top of the open era tournament wins? Is that right? 
I think so. I don't have them stats right now, but I remember that does ring a bell, I must admit. But this now for him means that he is 100%, no doubt, if he wasn't already, going to be the favourite for Roland Garros. And oh, that is sure. huge. He's on 20 majors already. Can he reach 21? Um, it's going to be historic for sure. There's some quotes here from Rafa talking about his match, saying how he felt he was quite lucky in some moments, especially against Shapovalov. Um, he managed to get it done, obviously. He won the tie-break in the decider. Pretty close. Then he's talking about how he's finding his rhythm now a little bit more and just how yeah. much getting his hands on a 10th time for a title is because he's done it in so many other events in the past. Um, it's nice for him to finally have Rome as part of that. Like I mentioned, we've got Roland Garros 13, Barcelona 12, Monte Carlo 11, Rome 10. I don't know if there's any else on nine, but he's going <laughs> to try and up them stats. Um, maybe Roland yeah. Garros 14 soon, but let's see how, how that one goes. Yeah, and the one important stat to remember in there, he equaled Novak Djokovic with 36 Masters as well in his career. Yeah. So it's now a duel between those two who can get the most Masters. Roger Federer is down on 28. I can't see him catching either of those no. guys. Off the it's going to be them two. I'm not sure if anyone's ever going to really catch them. And then also he closes the gap in the head-to-head -head record between the two. Yeah. Um, Pretty close now, isn't it? I think that was their 57th meeting. 29, Is it 29 28? 28? Yeah, Djokovic. Yeah. So one more to go. It wouldn't it be fitting if they meet in Roland Garros one more time? And Rafa Nadal was to level the playing field, but. That would only be probably until they meet on the hard courts. If well, this is the problem though. Djokovic is able to get to the finals in Roland Garros, whereas not all the time uh, Nadal is able to get into these hard court finals to meet Djokovic or in the grass. So it's more likely that Rafa's going to be winning these uh, final matches uh, when it comes to these tournaments. But that well, Djokovic will get to see his time's going to come. It's, it's not clay's not his surface as we know. He's amazing on it, and we've seen some of incredible stuff. But he's got grass coming up, hard courts coming up. Rafa's time is now, and the big one's on the horizon, mate. Because we're in 2021, and he's on 20 Grand Slams. Can he make it 21? It's fitting, in 21, it? it is. It's a bit of a crazy year for it. I've got uh, some more stats for you, Ben. I'm not finished oh, yet. Yeah, with my yeah, you keep stats. going, mate. I'm yeah, keep you, going. <laughs> rapid fire. This is Jade. just about his clay court mastery right now. That's 62 titles on clay, a 459 to 42 career record. It, obviously, his best career winning streak was 81. That was 2005 to 2007. Yeah. And something what I find fascinating, he's got a zero losing streak. Yeah. That's so doesn't ever lose more than one match at a time. On, yeah. on clay then. And so. here you go. I do have the stats for the most titles in open era. So yeah, as you said, Jimmy Connors, 109. Federer, 103. You've got Lendl, 94. And Rafa now in fourth spot, 88. But Novak's yeah. fifth, 82. So ideally, if either Nadal or Djokovic can, can overtake Connors, I think that would be awesome. I think it's definitely within the realms of possibility because if you think about it, what's that? Maybe another two years and they're yeah. going to be right up there. Well, exactly. Think how many tournaments there are around the world. I think it's well within the, his grasp, especially if he's just playing clay court tournaments for Rafa. He can clean up in any one that he wants, really. As we've seen again, he's just the man to beat. There's all these other players that we saw coming out the woodwork in 
the lead up to this tournament and the lead up to Roland Garros, like Matteo Berrettini, he's suddenly turned yeah, up. Casper Ka- Rude, he's suddenly turned up. Bass, he's now turned up. Djokovic, he's now suddenly turned up on the clay. But there's one man who's still at the top of the pile, <laughs> Rafael Nadal, swatting them away. It seems uh, like but flies. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's swatting them. I don't. He used to. That's what he used to do. He used to swat all these newcomers away. Right now, it's a battle. Sitipas is is toe for toe for him. There's not much between him and, and Nadal on clay right now. Be more exciting though, isn't it? Now that it's the it, playing field's well, getting a bit I don't know. More it might be exciting for you, not really for me. I'm more nervous now going into some of these events. The I'm not sure. If he's going to be winning them, I think it's it's on a knife edge. And although we had a Djokovic Nadal final, the most important thing for me was how in this in this in this year really twenty twenty one I've noticed the, a bit of a slip from the from the big three on their big successes. I know obviously they're here. It doesn't make sense because they're both in the final and Nadal won again. But yeah. I just feel the gaps being closed, and I think they're losing their grasp on the big dominant. Uh, tournaments like Grand Slams and Masters and I wouldn't be surprised I'm hoping it's not Roland Garros that we could see a big shot coming whether it's in the form of a Wimbledon or Roland Garros we've got US Open as well or even next year's Slams or Masters events because they're getting so so close well, they are getting close. And uh, another person I uh, forgot to mention there when listing them, obviously not Daniel Medvedev on the clay, but Alex Zverev. He's a player you want to watch out for coming into this French Open. He obviously won there in Madrid. It's not the same type of clay. It's going to be more Rome-style clay in Roland Garros. It's uh, Rafa's favourite. But someone like Tsitsipas, if he could just sort out that mental side and just not get in his own head so much you could have seen him in that final against Nadal again and we could have seen another repeat of Barcelona it could have been the reverse maybe this time I don't think we can really criticize Sitapas just like we can't criticize him for Barcelona Djokovic was too good on this occasion in Rome and Nadal was too good simply in Barcelona and I think that's the way it is Uh, sorry guys for not going to the chat too much we've just been very much in the zone uh, but thanks for all your nice comments coming in. Uh, we've got Dan Rodenby saying, do you think the ranking systems needs changing? Medvedev ranked ahead of Nadal at French Open. Just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it's not. not and it's good, big, isn't it, Ben? It is big. It's potentially, we could see Djokovic-Nadal now in Roland Garros um, as a semi-final. Yeah, uh, that's... Well, Dominic team going to be rubbing his hands together if that's the that's the case. If he can get his game together and be in the other side of the draw, he'll only have to face well only. someone like Azverev or Medvedev or somebody less intimidating on the clay courts at least. And yep. you never know, Dominic team if he gets on a run and he doesn't have to play either of those two, he could be arguably super fresh for a final and be able to take it to either of them. Just want to see Dominic Team back to the Dominic Team that's challenged Rafa on the Dow, took him to four in the French final. Want to see that Dominic Team back again? But on the flip side, on Medvedev, are we going to be expecting anything good in, in Roland Garros? Mm, A win? I'm, I'm <laughs> A not... singular win? A singular set? Uh, maybe, maybe a if set. the five, surely he'll take a set at least. If he don't, yeah. I don't know what to say. You watch, she draws Karatsev. <laughs> I don't know where where the rankings are going to be. No, Karatsev would probably be too high ranked uh, to draw someone like Medvedev. But you never know, he might get somebody else who 
is a good clay cup player. He might Massetti. draw Lorenzo. Yeah, Massetti. That's going to stick the words out of my mouth. Massetti. If Massetti plays Medvedev, first round Roland Garros, you've got to be realistic. Probably Cam Massetti Nori. beats him. Yeah, or a Cam Nori. A Fakina. Yeah, Fakina. Yeah, definitely. There's many. The, you, the, the list is endless, I think, of players that could probably beat Medvedev on clay right now. Sad to say, as it is, but, well, if he loses again in the first round, it's going to become a little bit embarrassing, do you not think? Oh, certainly, but he needs to change something in his game, whether it's his coaching or his training regime or the way he plays. It's hard to say too much because he's been so successful on the hard courts playing that way, beating everyone, to be fair. Uh, maybe he's just always going to go down in history as someone who just can't deal with the clay. He'll, he'll make, still have a good career, but he's limiting his career massively. I think grass could be something which really suits him. Um, we've got Wimbledon coming up, probably a big favourite, to be honest. I know, obviously, you're going to have Djokovic, Federer there, yeah. Nadal as well, and they're always going to be in their own little bracket. But I think out of the, the next uh, the next gen and all the other players sort of chasing them, Medvedev's probably the top of the pile for me. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm still intrigued to see him on the grass. Uh, I've not seen him on grass for God knows how long. So, just yeah, and even when we did, it wasn't the Medvedev we know now. He's a different no, animal. But I think it'd be interesting to see his game on the grass. I think his serve will be very effective on there. Yeah, well, I just am not sure. I, he's an unknown entity. Same, same with a lot of these players. A lot of these Russian players as well. We haven't seen any of them really on the grass. So Karatsev, Rublev. It's going to be exciting. If we get to see these players at Wimbledon this year, we're going to see a whole new side to them. This could be their surface. Imagine Andre Rublev might be a world beater on grass now. We don't know. That, that might be his surface. And then, yeah, well, well, let's see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to it, but we'll definitely save that for another podcast. Let's focus on Rome now. I feel like we've said everything about uh, Natal and Djokovic, what everyone's already said already, to be fair. It was an incredible final. I loved every second of it. So yeah. happy Nadal won. I know you was a little bit disappointed. And it meant a lot for our bracket as well. Because I think yeah. I've just clinched you because Nadal was one. I thought I was yeah. well in front of you. But it turned out I needed Nadal to win the final to beat you in the bracket. I know. Uh, before we do about the bracket news as well, let's just quickly touch on the women's. I know you did the live watch along for that. Yes. Yeah, the women's. Obviously, that was Iga Swantek versus Karolina Pliskova. Karolina Pliskova, I can bring up the, the stats for the match. Not that. Well, is Karolina... it worth it? I think we're only going to do a quick one on this yeah, one. Because right. well, well, let's not it's an bother absolute then. disgrace. It's a disgrace. Karolina Pliskova, appalling. 13 points she won in a final. She then later on the day went on, on Instagram and posted a picture of herself smiling as if she's just, oh, Sundays or whatever it was. I don't even know. Just not for, for you, Sundays, because oh, you was embarrassing. Just something like that. Oh, this double bagel is not going to stop and stop me enjoying my Sunday or something like that, and just smiling in front of some uh, like tourist spots or something. Maybe that's why she wanted to get over with so quickly. She was, like, I don't want to miss the rest of the day. I'm flying off again. Hey, I have no time for it. I think people have been so soft on her. I, th- yeah. I know there's people photoshopping bagels and that as the trophy, like the runners-up uh, shield or whatever it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she is just a, like appalling. I just don't like it at all. You can say, well done for getting to the final, but just put in a more of a battle. Savontek can't take anything away from her. She did She did what she had to do. Got the job done in, what, 40-odd 40 40 minutes? Yeah. And that was it. Another title for her. Good. good. She's going to be looking a big favourite for me going into Roland Garros, and I'm really yeah. excited for her. Yeah. Pliskova, we've said what we've got to say about it. I don't really want to say anything else unless anyone else does in the chat. 
but she just infuriates me. And she's probably going to be, uh, well, I think she's leading contender now for most disappointing play on the women's tour 2022. Or no, 2021 season. Who knows, mate? I'm, it, just the fact that she fought so hard to get to the final and got fought through three set matches, got to the final, and there just seemed like there was there was no fight in her. It was just she accepted defeat far too easily and didn't seem to be even trying to G herself up. I mean, there was one point she threw the racket on the floor and that was it and got a warning. But that was, that was, or she was already done and dusted by then. Savantek, uh, granted, she played great tennis. She hit the line. Well, she didn't even hit the line. She just hit power shots and Pliskova refused to run for them. She wasn't even going to try and scrape it back. Then that's when you can see your level of enthusiasm for winning that match is you're not going to even try any recovery shots. And she didn't try any. And she was hitting it in the net, hitting it wide. Just 13 points in a whole match. It's just abysmal, really. In a final that you got to in a Masters, and it was the first time in Rome there's been a double bagel winner. Well, ever, I'm sure. It's it's a rare thing to have. And the most frustrating thing is she's actually not a bad tennis player when she's actually trying and playing well and focusing. She just wasn't there in the final. But the less say about that, the better. Jordan saying, sorry, Plisco, we have no mercy over here. Cheers, yeah. mate, for the super chat. Cheers, buddy. And uh, yeah, let's go on to the bracket winners. So I don't know if you want to pull them up. Yeah, I've, I put them in, I'll put them on the, the sheet. I don't know if you want to share that or we could do that at the end maybe. But I can confirm we'll do the yeah. men's first. The okay. winner for the men's was Marcus Four. I've got so him well done here. to Marcus. Well done, Marcus. Give you a little round of yeah. applause there. Well and done. And for Scott. the men's, we was doing a prize, I believe. Was we doing it for both? I'm both, not sure, mate. Yeah, we yeah. were doing it for both. That's correct. So if so, Marcus Four is listening to this, let us know. Uh, message us in the Discord, and we'll arrange for your prize to be shipped out to you. So well done. You actually smashed it. To be fair, you had a yeah. very good bracket. Uh, you've got the that- points there. That the ATP one there I've got? Yep. Yeah, it is. Okay. Just make sure. Okay. So there you can see Marcus. Yeah, 70%. Won- really good. 70.9% <laughs> correct. High. I don't think high anyone level. got that high on the women's, but maybe no. the men's just more of a predictable final having Nadal Djokovic there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Slightly. But we've, I didn't pick it. So no. I had Dominic team to win it. What am I doing? You watch. He wins this week. Now I didn't pick him. He's going to win it. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, guys, frustrating me. And then anyway. on to the women's. The women's winner was. Let me get up here. Well, this oh. is just a number. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but it's nine nine zero eight one. Is the winner of the women's Rome tournament. So well done, Mary to you. Sky in their third place. And the most impressive thing about nine nine zero eight one is he or she called the final. Yes, exactly. Ex- called the final. They had Savontek Pliskova as the final. So well done to you if you're listening. Message us in the Discord and we will arrange a prize. Unfortunately, if you are 99081, you're going to have to provide some kind of uh, verification (laughs) that that is you. We don't want any random person saying, oh, it's me. And we have John Bloggs in the the Discord saying, I am 99081. So you need to maybe show us a screenshot of your account uh, access and everything like that just to make sure that we're giving the prize to the correct person yeah we'll have to see your latest bracket you've entered maybe yep. and just to see it just to be sure 
You watch us. There's going to be a load of people now setting up nine nine oh zero. What is it? Zero eight one on Discord as their name. Just sending us a message. <laughs> yeah, that's not acceptable, afraid. No. Uh, yeah. Well done to you guys. Incredible effort. Yeah. Really, really well. Good. I think the nine nine one was actually the yeah. most impressive, calling the so final. Good. So and good. no one really come close. What's that? Ninety three points. Second was uh, seventy six. So did very well. Indeed, mate. Right, I'll get rid of that for a second. Uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be divided. As you saw the title for the podcast, we're going to be splitting this down the middle. We're going to be moving on to some more current uh, affairs. Uh, but before we do that, uh, it's that time again. Uh, our man Jordan from the Discord, uh, he's set up another Dosser of the Week. Dosser! That's right, Dosser of the Week. Uh, I'm not sure which week we're on at the moment for this one. We'll just say it's the Dosser of last week. So. I think it's four. Don't quote me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm running out of it. I'm running out of... Uh, uh, I think it is four, actually, because I saw him... Uh, no. I think he wrote, wrote it on the Discord. So I think I'm just one week behind with the with the, when we actually started producing the videos for him. But it's fine. Remember, number four. So we'll have to go through the nominees, mate. One second, I'll just find that for you. It's that time again. It's Dosser of the Week. Here are the nominees. Number one, Diego Schwartzman lost 6-1-6-3 to Felix Oja-Aliassime. Not really a play quarter. In his first match in Rome after being the finest here in 2020. Number two is the rain. A surprise nomination as the weather affected a few of the biggest matches in the tournament. Three players had to play their quarters and semis on the Saturday. Number three, Karolina Pliskova. She was a late entry or another good week for her in Rome for the third year running, but she capped it off with an embarrassing double bagel defeat in the final to Iga Savontek. The winner is... Karolina Pliskova. Wait, is it weird? I don't know the winners until, it, until you do these videos. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. Did you know the nominees? Did you vote this week? No, I've not. Well, I don't oh, know how to vote. You'll have to show me how to do polls. this. I'm... Jordan's popped it in the polls section on the Discord now. So okay. they've moved over. So Dosser of the Week, there's a discussion section, but the actual voting is in the polls yeah. section. Okay, so got in there and it will just be listed on. He normally uh, sends out a notification to everyone just yeah. to get their... Uh, get their votes in so i'm yeah. sure there's a Apologies, few i'll make sure I'll, I'll definitely vote to be fair i would have voted for the range i want to know how close the rain was to winning because that was my real dosser but piskova worthy winner as well that is not good enough from her we've touched on her enough double bagel in a final 13 points one terrible Mate, indeed so uh well we're going to move over our next uh subject which is atp geneva or the Geneva Open, or the Geneva Convention, or the, well, I don't know what was going Stricker on. Stricker Open. Yeah, the, well, it is now the new n- number one in Switzerland, but perhaps uh, we're not going to get the matchup that we were hoping to see, which would be Stricker versus Federer, because Federer has crashed out uh, in the first matchup of the tournament for him against Pablo Andujar. And he there was a breakup in the third set. He lost the first set, uh, 6-4, I believe. Won the second set, 6-4. And then in the third set was 4-2 up. And uh, it all just unraveled after I said, it's an easy win from here on out. And then he went on to lose. 
So I feel partly responsible for Federer's exit. Mate, it's your fault. Outright your fault. You should you should apologise live on the podcast right now because everything was yeah. going great until you said what you said. I know. I can't even remember exactly what I said, but I think I just said he's got it sit, like sewed up now. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of time until he's through. Or so. and whatever I said, it was the wrong thing to say because. He ended up losing from there on out. He got broken back and then he lost. And it was a poor last game. But really, if we look at the, the match as a whole, it wasn't very a very good match to come back or it wasn't a very good performance from Roger Federer. There was a couple of good shots here and there, but overall, not good enough, really. And I, I wasn't impressed. The first set, very, very rusty. And the last set, didn't handle his nerve and a lot of wayward shots that flew off the racket and uh, cost him the Unforced match. Unforced errors. Unforced yeah. errors galore. I thought the highlight of the match was looking at the man in the tree trying to film Federer. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, for mate. me, was the most exciting thing of the match. I was super excited to see Federer Mancini back on the court. That's <laughs> was your highlight, was it? Yeah, it was. No, some of the shot selections were nice. I loved watching him. He's such a beautiful tennis player to watch. Yeah. There was some really, there was some good hitting at times, and I thought he was warming up and looking good. I don't want to be too harsh, especially in the third set, he did have it kind of wrapped up. I agree with what you said. At four two up, Federer doesn't really lose too many from there, and he looked really good and a lot better than what. Uh, I don't, he didn't look really good. He looked really good compared to Andahar, if you know what I mean. Because Andahar was, was just, hitting the ball well, though. He he was actually when he tried, and he, he, he didn't offer much. He did not. He did not, okay through the middle of the match. Anderhar didn't offer a lot. The beginning of the match, and Federer, I don't think, barely got a point on Anderhar's serve in the first set. He barely got close. I think he got to 15. He got to 30 once in the first set and then oh. lost the set. Anderhar was much more imposing on Federer's serve. And then in the third set, it's just Anderhar just suddenly turned it on again. And it seemed yeah. Federer affected him. It was a bit, a bit well, poor. Let's see how he does. He's, he's an old yeah. guy now, 35 years old. Not that old, but he's, he's getting on. No, uh, Andahar. So oh, let's see Andahar. how he gets on for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> Apologies. That's like, yeah. God, he just stripped Andahar's a few years off, uh, <laughs> off Fed. He's, he's a challenger again. I'm going to read this out as well because it's probably going to shock Merrin Moffat saying, hello, do you answer comments? Yes, we do. There we go. Apologies. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we've got Mele saying uh, Chilich for his hat in for Dosser of the Week today. He certainly did. We've got to talk about that because there was another Swiss in town yeah. who did impress Stricker. Yeah. Dominic Stricker. Yes, I think it's Dominic Stefan Stricker. But this uh, this kid, he has been on the radar for the past six months for me. I know that there's been maybe Chris Smear. I was chatting to him at length in our Discord chat about this guy because he was having some really, really good run of form on the Challenger Tour. Uh, just suddenly, I think it was on hard court though. That's why I thought, oh. is he going to be able to translate it onto the clay? Turns out he is. Uh, he's playing in Geneva at home. I thought that was going to help him. It did. Uh, and Marin Cilic, not an easy player to to defeat either. So it did I think well I'd put him as my. I think I'm nominate him as my dosser of the week. So if Jordan gets the poll going, <laughs> he gets my vote. I don't want to <laughs> dictate anyone else's vote, but he gets mine because. He had to do a lot better. I had him going pretty far in the bracket. Yeah. So that's disappointing. I think it opens up now for someone like a Kasper Rude or a Shapovalov. Oh, yeah. So let's for see sure. what happens with Geneva. If we move over to Lyon uh, in yes. France, that's a bit of a, I don't know, not really much to talk about today apart from the rain, I feel. 
the yeah, big match yeah. we was all looking forward to. Sinner Karatsev. I know we've got a lot of uh, messages in the chat to talk about it. Um, we was going to cover a live watch along for it. Personally, I believe we both had Sinner advancing, which should probably shock a lot of you because we're big Karatsev yeah. fans. Last yeah. time they played each other, Karatsev beat him in three sets. Yep, on hard. My reasoning was, I think Sinner, he, I think Karatsev is due an off tournament, number one. And I just fancy Sinner this one. I'm just, I'm just going on a whim. I think they're very close. I think Karatsev has a bit more firepower in terms of he can beat anyone on his day. I'm not sure if Sinner has that right now. I'm just banking on the fact that Sinner has a great day and Karatsev a bit of a mediocre one. Is he going to be that hungry for a tournament in Lyon? It's not a big one. He seems to be playing for the Grand Slams and Masters now, Karatsev. He's, on, <laughs> he's got his mind in other places. Yeah, so I think Sinner would be a little bit hungrier for it because he's got a good chance of actually winning the whole thing. I think whoever wins that match, that I know it's a first-round match, has a chance of going all the way, personally. I know you've got some big guys in there. Yeah. You've got, obviously, team and Sid to pass. But yeah. you never know. Be... Either of them could go out early. Dominic team is going to be playing Cam Norrie. Uh, and that's not a foregone conclusion either. As we know, Cam Norrie has been having a fantastic clay court season this year so far. He, well, he's only really losing to really, really good players. He lost, yeah. to obviously, Ramos, Nadal and Fakina, I think, his three losses this year on clay. So no shame there. And Dominic team, if he doesn't turn up, uh, he could be on the receiving end of a bit of an embarrassing loss there. I think Laurie so, can take a set personally against team, but let's yeah. see what happens there. Team should have a little bit too much for yeah, him. He should do. Should do. Um, we've got another we've got... young. Oh, sorry, go on. No, go on. You set, mate. I was going to say, we've got another young French player. I didn't get to finish his match today, which is uh, Anders Reindernick. He's up a set uh, against Mikhail Weimar. Um, that's that's a really good, promising young. That'll be the winner of that match will play Karatsev or Sinner in the next round. So that'll. Give an idea of where his game is at as well, because it's another really good young player on the tour at the moment. You probably don't hear much about him because he's more in the challengers uh, or ITFs. He's been moving his way up. But you're going to start seeing his name popping up a lot more, I think, Ryan Deneck. Yeah. Uh, I think so, anyway. Yeah, I think he's class. Uh, Alex is asking, how far did you guys predict Federer would get in Geneva? Mm. Me personally, I had him going to the semi-finals and then I had Kasper Ruud beating him in the semis. I'm going to put it down to uh, fatigue on my part. (laughs) My bad decisions on my Geneva bracket after that long day on Saturday with all those matches that I did the uh, draw. Did did you have him winning it? In the final, losing to Shapovalov. So hopefully Shapovalov wins it. That's about the, the only thing that can save me more embarrassment in these brackets. So I was just on the hype train for Federer coming back, unfortunately. Yeah, I had him going far as well. I'm sure a lot of people did, to be fair. Just disappointed. Um, but I didn't go as far as you did. We've got, I obviously know my tennis and Ryder Neck top 30 potential. Possibly. Mm, not yet. I not mean, not, not any time soon. It's going to probably be a few years, but anything's possible. See what's happened with Karatsev and Israel. Ryder Neck's got a lot of ability We've seen him on the Challenger Tour. He was killing it, wasn't he? Winning so many matches in in, uh, short succession. Uh, An exciting player. Yeah, there's one match I just want to touch on. It's the only match from Leon I actually watched uh, this morning, uh, which was Felix Oja Aliassim, and he was up against Lorenzo Massetti, where it was a very, very competitive match. Felix, uh, I'll take you through some of the the point-by-point here. Uh, It was... Sorry, apologies, I got the wrong one. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so as you can see, very close uh, first games here. Break points for both players. 
Felix. He was down, but then he seemed to be coming back, got it all the way to tie break and then lost. And it seemed to be the running theme. It's a similar thing in the third set as well. He won the second set very convincingly. Uh, he managed to break Massetti twice. In the third set, again, a breakdown, 5-2 down, comes back again all the way to 5-5, and then his game goes off again. And then he loses to 15 on Massetti's one, and then double faults on match point. And I just thought, there's something not right. It's just not clicking. He... He was playing really well. He was hitting the ball so clean, so smooth. He was coming back. Massetti was looking worried. And then it all just fell away again. I'm just Revenge, not... mate. As table tennis says, it was Massetti revenge. Obviously, last time they played, Felix beat him, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a bit sad, to be honest. To be, uh, I thought Felix was going to beat him when he was on the comeback there. I thought, well done. But no, unfortunately, it's that Felix we've seen, unfortunately, too many times before. He just... Yeah does very abnormal things at very big times in matches and double faulting on match point. I don't know. There's going to be a, a little uh, Dossa nomination probably coming from uh, at uh, least a few people, I think, for it's that. It's harsh. But I agree with Eddie. I don't think uh, Tony's going to last. He might get the sack soon, Tony. And that'll be that with Felix and him. It doesn't seem to be working. Let's be honest. Felix has looked maybe a little bit better on clay. Yeah, but it's all about results so. and he's not getting the results right now. So hopefully that can change. Uh, the last thing I want to say about Leon before we touch on just a big story in the women's really is, as Jordan says here, uh, happy to see Gal win his first match since February 2020. How yes. big is that for him oh, and his massive. confidence? Obviously oh. going into the French Open, it'd be great to see him there. The French crowd will get behind him like they always do. He's someone for me growing up. I've loved watching him uh, in Roland Garros because he's so exciting. Such a showman on the court. Yep. And finally, he got a win. Finally. I'll be honest, I wasn't sure if he was. I, I had a, a scary um, thought in my head that Sabre Wild could do it. We know how good Sabre is. Yeah. He's obviously won a, his first title last year. He then yep. got COVID and he's sort of been falling down the rankings ever since, to be fair. But he's yep. a young boy, really good clay quarter. And he had all, this, all the ability to beat a Monfils low on confidence. But Monfils come back and he finally won. Yes, and it helped me in my bracket as well because I had Monfils winning. I oh, backed awesome. him. I have him winning again in the next round. I did have Umber going through. I did say it was going to be a very close match against Nishioka. I wasn't sure which way to pick. Umber's not been in the best form, and Nishioka actually did him in three sets. So oh, Did you call went... Nishioka? No, I, I went oh. Umber just because he's in France, but yeah. didn't matter in the end. But I'm going Gail Monfils again to knock out Nishioka. He's in France. He's fired up. He's won his first match. Let's go, Gail Monfils. Loving it, mate. Hope, and then he played Tsitsipas, potentially. <laughs> potentially. We never know. Could be an upset there. Maybe Gail Monfils goes and wins the tournament. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe that's too high a praise. Maybe we're getting a bit too carried away. But, yeah. Uh, what was the next on the uh, on the schedule? I think well, was... the next on the schedule, before we just skip on to oh. it, I just want to quickly talk about the women's, and that yes. is Serena Williams. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're going to get that up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Until at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, oh, tut, tut. Oh, all right. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were saying, no, no, we're not talking about that now. Um, yeah, no, we, we can have talk to, about it. We yeah, have yeah. to talk about it because I, I had her actually not... going all the way and winning the tournament. Same. I've got wrapped up yet again. And maybe I might start resorting to JG of what, two years ago or a year and a half ago when we started the podcast, I was a bit dismissive of Serena saying this is the end. 
I think I've seen such great signs for her in the Australian Open at the start of the year. It's kind of mesmerised me into thinking, oh, Serena can still do it. But I'm just not sure if she can, personally. There's no way she should be losing against Sinia Kova in the first round. Granted, it was a first, it was a very close first set. Second set, that was it. It was over. You've got Venus Williams going out as well. So today we had Serena, Venus and Federer all out. Yeah, mate. Well, is it the end of an era? Uh, I was going to say, uh, with your with your picks, you're normally Jay Genius. Maybe you were Jay Garbage in this one. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. And I just want to touch on the chat. I don't want to give this guy any time at all, but Daniel, you're never welcome on the channel ever again. Um, I've just blocked him now. If he comes back, let me know, guys. We don't tolerate any kind of racism at all. Ah, yeah, well, what's he um, saying? Didn't even no, see I don't want to talk about it, but it's disgusting. Uh, Done. Terrible. Done with that. Yeah, get out of the chat. No racists allowed. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, disgusting behavior from uh, some people, but that's just YouTube for you. There's always going to be some idiots uh, just trying to rile up people uh, with their terrible, terrible life choices. So we'll move away from Serena Williams. Anyway, I'm sad for her. I'm sure she'll be back. She plays better at the slams anyway. Oh, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I feel like I'm getting a bad vibe, mate. I'm getting a bad vibe from Serena now. I'm getting the same vibe I'm getting from Federer, to be fair. I think these greats, what we've seen... 40 club. (laughs) It's just not the same. It's just not the same as like... The look at Nadal and Djokovic, they're still performing. I feel like Serena and thing, they're just tipped over that little uh, that line and they really are, I hate to say, on the decline a bit a bit more than the number most. Right, yeah. Well, it's, it's only a matter of time, surely, before these players eventually decline. Um, we don't want to see it. We're seeing it with Andy Murray. I know he's not older, but the injuries, they start to pick up as well and they start to be harder to recover from when you get to a certain age and with Federer, if, if he doesn't do well at Wimbledon this year, is that going to be him classed as well, not at the top of the game anymore? Well, I think a big indication is going to be French open first. Um, maybe not, not though, it's, it's a clay. Yeah. If he, that, we've got David asking, I've, I've got to answer it. He's saying, do you think Fed's going to be going to second week of French open? Is it realistic? No, no, not for me. I think uh, if he comes up against someone like a Casper Ruud or, he comes up against an Aslan Karatsev or anybody like this who can blow people off the court. Yannick Sinner. Imagine he faces Yannick Sinner. I don't think he beats Yannick Sinner playing the way he played today. Oh, no, no, no. So that's there's a lot I'm... of players. But he's but it is Federer yet again. It is no. Serena Williams yet again. And as much as I can say they're kind of on the decline, and I'm not sure if we're going to see much of them in a moment. They can t- they can show why they why they are the greatest of the sport and what they've done for it. So. They can retire whenever they want to retire. I'm never going to force that agenda. So let's see what happens with that. Indeed, mate. Well, I think uh, the only other notable people that went through in that one, a really tough matchup as well. Corey Goff, she knocked out Kai Kanepi uh, in two tiebreak sets. So Corey Goff still playing well. Uh, That's really good to see. Really glad to see she's continuing that form from Rome. And will we get to see her? playing well in the French Open. I think that's the real exciting thing because where Serena may be falling off, you might have the next young American talent coming through to take her place. Yep. Well, let's wait and see. Anyway, uh, I think it's we've spoken enough about the matches. We've reviewed 
uh, enough of what's going on. We'll probably bring you some more roundups maybe later in the week. But for now, it's that time again. We've got to get, got to get some results for last week's, well, it's the game of faces, mate. Time to face the game. That's right. It is the game of faces. And don't forget, we had lots of people entering. I thought there was going to be even more people, but make sure if you didn't enter last week's game of faces, make sure you enter it this week. So I'm going to have to take you through who the potential, uh, well, who all the people were. Are you guys ready for the results from last week? There's going to be a lot of people sitting there looking at their selections saying, oh, did I get that one right? We have to wait and see, mate. I know JG already knew the answers, so you're good. Don't worry, mate. You haven't seen this week's ones, though, so you're uh, as uh, in the dark as everybody else. Can I else. enter? Does that mean I can enter this yeah. one? Mate, you could be in for the prize. You'll be <laughs> in for the prize, mate. I'll send you over a, a few tennis balls or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I won't enter, but good luck to everyone on this one. I think with the actual entering, we're probably going to do it a little bit different. I don't know if Ben's on the same page with me, but just to make sure that we're tracking everyone, you need to make sure you put it in the description, in the in the light, in the comments. Sorry, not the live chat or anything else. Put we it in the comments. We got Tevin saying. I'm writing for the third time. I'm 99081. The Discord's not working for me. How can I send the proof? Well, we'll try and send you another Discord link anyway and just see oh, if, if you not, can get it. If not, send it on Twitter, Instagram, and we will yep. uh, contact you through there. But yeah. Let's indeed. just talk about this one. If you want to enter, make sure you put it in the comments of any of the videos. We see them all, to be fair, yep. and we'll make a note of any comments we see on any of the videos with your answers. That is the official way to enter. Feel free to talk to other people and make your picks in the Discord or other places, in the live chat, of course. But the official way to enter is in the comments section. Yeah, so we, we have um, make that this clear one. now. Yeah. The first one was a little bit uh, airy-fairy, wasn't it? I just made up the game and <laughs> didn't really know the exact rules. But these are the rules now. Put it in the comments section on YouTube and we will... On any video. It doesn't matter what video, yeah. we'll, we'll see it. We will see it. And there's if if you get all five correct, there will be one winner, and we will select the winner at random. So yeah. we we've got everybody. Uh, we've had them all in. We know who the winners are for this one, but this is just for you guys, all the people who weren't aware of who they actually were. So let's go through it. So let's go through the results from week one of Game of Faces. Number one, it was the hair, and it was Hugo Umbert, the Frenchman. And number two, could you guess whose eyes these were? Come on, it is it is Kyle Edmund, GB, who is going to be number three. It is the nose and the cheeks. This was a tough one. It is Norbert Gombos. Well done for everybody who got that one correct. Really tough one, that one. Number four, the mouth and chin. I think most people got this one right, even if you didn't get the others. It is Kevin Anderson. That is correct. Well done to all of you who got that one right. And number five, the ears and the body. It is none other than Vasek Pospisil. 
And they are your five faces on the first week of Game of Faces. Yes, indeed. And as you can see there, uh, there's one of the people who was one of the full five correct answers in the chat. It is Table Tennis was one of them. And the other person was Rafan. So well done to both of you guys. You will be going into the random generator that JG is producing on the screen to decide the first winner of game of faces i'm quite nervous mate to see the winner i'm actually excited so mate, the best of luck for both of you guys apologies about my stream it's completely blocked it up but as long as you can hear me that is all what matters uh let me know when you're ready and i'll hit i'll hit the button indeed shall i go right. let's go for it so the winner of the first game of faces is Oh, it looks like it's going to be Rafan, is it? It is. We have a winner. Well done to Rafan. Well done, Rafan. I'm sorry, table tennis. It was a very, very amazing. You got all of them right. I was so surprised that people got Norbert Gombos correct. That That was the real one in the middle there. Uh, Well, we've got another lot coming right up. So, yeah. And Meta saying Rafan certified mega troll. <laughs> so, uh, well, we have to uh, get him to send us a message in the Discord and uh, we will organize the prize for him. But yeah. I think it's time to go on to this week's one and then we can see uh, who we've got. Mate, you haven't seen this one yet, have you? No, I've not seen it either at all. So I can Excellent. play along, I guess, right now. But. If you want to enter, guys, make sure you t- to enter. When we end this broadcast, you put a, uh, your five picks in the in the in the. Mate, I can't talk in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, it's your fine. game, Ben. You should I explain know. your game, mate. You're doing it well. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Right, we'll go on to this week's pick. This week's face. Right, here we go. you got any idea on this one it's a bit of an interesting looking character this one some mate, very, I thought uh... you was gonna talk i was waiting for nah, you to nah, talk nah mate i just this is for everybody to soak it in okay. like they got the hair interesting hair the eyes i don't know mysterious... something about the body is telling me med for them i don't know what it is <laughs> probably not i don't want to put everyone on a off on a tangent but that <laughs> neck, I don't know, just looks very Medford heavy. Uh, daddy long neck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what's going on there. I can pop it up on the screen for you guys just in case that wasn't long enough. But I will be popping it in the Discord as well. This is the guy. Uh, have you seen this man <laughs> in your local neighborhood? He looks scary. <laughs> he does look a bit scary, doesn't he? But that is made up of five people. It is the hair. Who's the hair? The hair surely should the be eye, easy. The eyes, the nose and cheeks, the mouth and chin, and <laughs> and daddy long neck. Mate, is the hair Nishikori? It might be. No, it's not, is it? Am I on a complete wrong wrong wavelength? Hey, uh, I can't really say, can I? I can't really say. But I'm going to take it down. But if you want a chance to see it, 
jump in the Discord uh, or rewind the podcast, pause it, have a look at it, put your comments in, uh, well, in the comment, well, put your answers in the comments below, one to five, and just give, just to have a long think about it. I don't want to see people editing their answers, changing it left, right, center. Think about it hard. You've got a week and put in those final predictions. So any video, any comment yeah. section, that's how yep. you enter. And good luck to everyone. We will be given a prize for it. And uh, let's see who who's the winner. Obviously, well on to Rafan yeah. for this one. Indeed, mate. Yeah, exciting stuff. I had fun making that one. It was making me chuckle whilst I saw that face. Uh, it's a weird end product, I must admit. I think the first <laughs> game of faces looks better than the second. <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. I think so. But let's see what next week. This was un- this one was actually picked by my uh, girlfriend. I said, give me five numbers between one and a hundred. And she picked five numbers. And these were the rankings that came out. So this is the way of doing it. So it's proper random. I didn't even know who it was going to be this this week. So I'm just the one who puts it together. Awesome. There you go, mate. Anyway, perfect. We'll wrap it up there then, I guess. We've covered more or less everything. It's been quite a good roundup podcast as approaching the hour. So big thanks to everyone who joined us for this one. If you haven't already, please hit the like button. Uh, and subscribe if you're new. We're going to have some exciting news about our new website launching this week. Ooh. And also, we're going to be changing the way things happen on Discord. We've had an influx of new members, and we're going to try and include some more premium members' uh, Discord sections within the main Discord chat. Uh, we'll probably be running a Patreon to, to help this happen. So it's another way of supporting the channel and allowing you to have extra cool benefits. So We'll be well. Just stay tuned, really, on the Discord or on the podcast, and we'll let you know exactly how it's all going to work. Indeed, mate. Exciting stuff. Uh, and make sure you join us all of this week. We we will notify you when we're doing a live watch along for any of the matches. Obviously, Karatsev Sinner did get moved to tomorrow. We will be trying to cover that one. Hopefully, it falls into a lunch break and we should be able to... I think it's 11 a.m. It's going to be tough, but we'll see how it goes. I've got a meeting at 10.30, so and I've got another meeting at 3 o'clock. So I might be fitting in that little bracket in the middle. We'll wait and see. But I'll keep you posted and make sure you join us for that. If not, join us for the next watch-along that we do. We'll be keeping you updated on the Discord and uh, on the channel. So keep your eyes peeled. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.